Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Doc D and First Lady Michelle Team Mangum. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is Doc D. Thank you, um, Reverend Allen, for having us. We are really excited to, to have this time to interview with you. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Listen, um, introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us about yourself. I am Dr. Reed Mangum. I am um, a veteran of the Air Force uh, and the Navy. I spent 10 years in the Navy and 22 years in the Air Force, so I was blessed to have 32 years of total service. I am an author, a pastor, uh, a dad, a blended family, bonus dad, a biological dad. I'm all of those and still try to do some more stuff, but no, we're grateful that God has blessed us with this space. And I am, this is Michelle Mangum, and I am a retired accountant. I also do event planning. Um, I am a mother of three, a grandmother of five, um, the first lady <laughs> of the church, um, a family worship center, a place where families can imagine. Uh, we are also, we co-host we co, um, a show on the WBGR Health and Wellness Network called Straight Talk About the Blended Family. And we also have a company called Blending to Make It, LLC, and that's our counseling service. Our counsel, we, um, we counsel with basically anybody, um, and that, that's about it. Wow, listen, I was going to say between the both of you, wow, you wear a lot of hats. I am super excited to have you both on the show today. I want to talk a little bit about your book. What is the title of your book? The title of the book that we're going to talk about today, Reverend Allison, is Straight Talk About the Blended Family. Keep it, it at 100. 100. Woohoo! So <laughs> tell us a little bit about what the book is about. The book is about, um, so we're saying blending. When we say blending or blended, we're talking about uh, what the society calls the step family. We like to say bonus uh, because, we, you know, anyway, we're in a blended family. My husband is a three-time generation blended family. I'm a two-time generation blended family. And we have an awesome blended family. And so we just wanted to help others families in their blending process, you know, because so many people are, you know, they, they don't think the blended family works. But we're here to tell you it does. And we're here to give you the tools that will help you navigate through this, this blending process so that your family can be awesome. That is great. That is great. Now, I think you shared about your target audience, but who is your target audience for um, your book? Well, really, it's the blended family or somebody that's getting ready to marry into a family. For example, if you if you're meeting a young lady and she already has a child or children, or on the other side, you're meeting a young man that already has a child or children, 
you are deciding to get married. So you automatically are thrust into the blended family because the blended family is a package deal. So anybody that's dating someone that they're getting serious about marrying someone that already have children, that opens the door for the blended family. Or if you um, go through the process of divorce, we understand divorce is never easy. It's never something that uh, makes people feel good, but it does happen. And you remarry and you marry a, a young man or a young lady and they already have children, whether the children are still at home or not, you're putting yourself in a blended family. So that's another part of our target audience. Or if you are a widow or a widower and you have children or you get remarried and they have children, then that automatically thrusts you into a blended family. I am definitely loving how the two of you are flowing because – I was so nervous about how am I going to interview two people at one time. <laughs> so, this, is, this is flowing so well. And listen, I have a um, blended family, so I love that you say bonus family. And um, just tell us a little bit about why you call it bonus family. Well, I think, I think Allison, great question. I think when people come together, they must understand that their family – it's not a liability but an asset. And anything about an asset has to do with a bonus. And so I think the goal of what we're trying to do with what God has given us is to make everybody feel welcome, accepted, and loved. And so when you do that, you add bonus to it. And we know bonus is nothing but a reward. <laughs> and we yeah. wanted to get away from the stigma of the evil step-parent. You know, you Cinderella, know the Cinderella se. syndrome, you know, because all families aren't like that. All, all bonus parents aren't like that. And so, you, you know, we just want to encourage the love. And, and I'm glad you shared that because um, my dad, and he's not my biological dad, but you would never know that because we don't do stepfather, stepmother, and even my husband is not the um, – biological dad to my oldest daughter or to our oldest daughter, but you would never know that. So I'm, I'm definitely loving your book, Keeping It 100, Straight Talk About the Blended Family. What are some of the um, things that you actually cover in the book? Well, one of the things we, we, we open up in, in what, the first chapter is what is a blended family, because believe it or not, Reverend Allison, people don't realize they're in a blended family until you kind of break down what is a blended family consist of, you know, and that because people uh, don't realize that you may have a non-biological father or a non-biological mother that's always been in your life, that always been that bonus parent, if you will. And so we talk about that, we, we break it down, and one of the things we do talk about, because we want to keep it 100, another chapter we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, the reality of that particular chapter is that um, some psychologists say it takes normally three to six years for a blended family to mesh or for things to come together because you've got to realize we're coming from different places, different traditions, different ideas, and so it takes time to cultivate. So you go through some rough spots. Now, all blended families don't have rough spots, but they do have spots to where things are still trying to gel and personalities are still trying to accept one another, whether it's a new mom or a new dad or new siblings. So you have the good, you have the bad, and you have the ugly. And so we try to give people a real-life scenario 
that these phases you go through are only temporary if you choose to make them temporary, and you can go from just being a casualty of the blended family to being a champion. And then it also um, speaks on effective communication, conflicts and resolutions, the power of forgiveness, co-parenting, what does it look like, what are bonus dads and moms, being a single mom and dad, and is hindsight really 2020? The love shop, which is one of my favorites, setting boundaries, the pivoting concept, expanding your parental borders from existing to excelling. But the love shop is my favorite because the love shop, we encourage all blended families to have a love shop, which means to sit down in a circle, if you can form a circle, everybody, you know, gets together, let the kids pick out the meal, you know, if they want pizza, you know, whatever, um, and then have a discussion. Now, the discussion is going to start out, you know, um, a little serious at first because you want to know, where, you know, how they're feeling about the blended family, how they're feeling about being in this process. Um, once everybody, you know, has a discussion, and, of course, it's a no-punishment zone because we're freaking, speaking freely, you know, but no arguing or any of that but everybody's just being open and honest. And once you're done with all of that, have a, say a prayer together and then turn it into a game night or a movie night. And, and yes, uh, I, I'd like to add on to that, uh, Reverend Allison. One of the things about this concept that we came up with in the love shop is that we have to be in a no-fly zone of being um, really angry and we often tell parents that have new children in this particular family system that they need to express themselves openly but respectfully. I think a lot of times when you come into a new family system, you know, everybody's trying to figure out one another, and then people are holding things in because, you know, a, a divorce or a death or whatever the case that created this blended family, we don't allow the children to speak. For some reason, I think we have this mentality that the children are going to say something that may not be what the parents, the new parents, want to hear. But we truly believe in this love shot. Let it be covered with love and give everybody a chance to voice how they feel because then I believe, we believe rather, that healing can begin. Because once we know how you feel, whether you don't like your new mom or you don't like your, your new dad in the beginning, then we can address those. We can pray about those things. And one of the things that I really love about the Love Shop is that you can do it more than once a week. You can do it as much as you need in order to bring the family together because it's about togetherness. It's about building a new family adventure, a new family journey so that you guys can grow together and experience the love and experience success together as a family unit. Mm -hmm. And let's keep in mind that all children – no matter how old they are, they want their biological parents together. But when you sit down and you talk things over with them and help them realize that, you know, for whatever reasons, you don't have to, you listen, you, at your discretion, you know, I, do not bash the other parent, of course, but, mm -hmm. you know, just, just basically, you know, let them know that, you know, that that's not going to happen, y'all fell out of love, you know, and that you're going to be, you know, with their, their new step-parent. Um, I mean, their new bonus parent. And then um, once that happens, you know, then, then you know, they kind of get the, get the feeling. They don't have to perf uh, 
preference one over the other. They can love their new bonus parent as well as their other biological parent. Yes, yes, I love that. So do you believe that, you know, during this um, transformation or, you know, during this time of coming together that communication plays a major part? Without a doubt, um, one of the chapters in our book talks about effective communication. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've realized about communication is that everybody can communicate, whether you communicate verbally or non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And, but I think the verbal communication creates the environment to where people start feeling comfortable, that they believe that you're going to talk to them. And so when you go into, especially in the blended family, I know in the nuclear family, in the intact family, if certain expectations have already been achieved because you're the biological mother, you're the biological father, and I think communication, we believe rather, I think you have to have a communication um, goal that we're going to talk about things versus allowing things to lay dormant or to allow things to fester. So when you're communicating, I think you should talk. And I often talk about in this book that maybe you're not a talker, maybe you're not a speaker. So write things down because writing is another form of communication. We often tell children that we counsel with, you may not want to be able to talk to your parents, but write it down because you can express yourself. So communication is really the key for this blended family to go from, like in one of our chapters, from just existing to excelling. Because if communication is not allowed, then unrealistically we suffer in silence. And you don't want your parents or your children to be suffering in silence because we fail to communicate. Yes. Now you talk about um, forgiveness. How yeah. do you handle that when a child may, you know, blame themselves, I guess, as far as while um, the parents broke up? And how would they handle forgiveness? Well, if it's, if it, let, me, let me say this. I want my wife to add in, too, because we have, because I'm a male and because she's a female, we think differently. We have a different psyche, and we approach things differently from a male and a female perspective. But I really believe that the biological parent, Reverend Allison, if your daughter or son is feeling that way, that they feel some kind of responsible, your job, I believe your job description should be able to have a conversation with your son or daughter to find out what's going on with them, to find out why they feel that way. Because a lot of times... Kids do feel that way. And so I believe that forgiveness is a practicing um, principle. You have to practice forgiveness. It, it depends on the depth of the hurt. It depends on the depth of the wrong. And I truly believe that if you, you as the parent set the tone of forgiveness by showing that you've forgiven your former husband or your former wife or the adult, then you create an environment to where your children can step into forgiveness. Now, yes, they're going to have pain. They're going to have hurt. And and I even take it to another level. If your child or children are not forgiving, we need to find out why they are blaming themselves, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, what can we do as as an adult to help them cultivate forgiveness? Because I believe forgiveness has to be cultivated. I believe in prayer. I believe in talking about the pain. Uh, I don't I don't think you should rush the kids to talk about the pain. I think you should give them some time and space, but you should let them know. Say, for example, I'm upset and I feel that I'm the blame. Okay, we talked about that. Let's come back and revisit that because the goal is, is to make sure that the child or the children walk into forgiveness. 
and 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 also it's very important that you have discussions with the children to let them know that they did nothing wrong, to let them know that it was they had nothing to do with the fact that you and their you know, you and your, your ex spouse did um things didn't work out. You have to you have to reiterate and make sure that they know they had nothing to do with it. And and that's good. That's good because a lot of times, you know, um we do hear that or, you know, we can see the child acting out. Another thing um I was thinking about was um letting the, the child know that they are accepted or, you know, that they are of value to you as they come into the family. Because sometimes I I think they feel like, you know, I'm not going to be appreciated because there is another child that was already there before they came. So how would a person handle that? Well, first of all, I think, again, I I lay this on the parents. The bonus or the biological parents, I lay this on them because their responsibility is, is to make sure that all of the kids are accepted, whether they're the biological or the bonus children. And so I think one of the things that could take place that can, that can make this happen is sit down and have a conversation with the bonus children and the biological children and kind of lay the law of the land, if you will, with love that your new sister or your new brother is a part of this family, and we're not going to treat them any different than we treat you, even though, you know, your blood they are part of us now because we're going to be a family unit. And, again, let me back up a little bit. I think it's really important, Reverend Allison, and I, and I yeah. do this in my counseling ministry, that when I'm getting to marry someone in a blended family, I'm going to counsel with the adults as well as the children because I think we miss the children because, you know, we're happy, we're in love, if you will. We're all googly eyes, and the kids, we say to the kids, well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm their parent. They should accept what I'm accepting. no. You bring them in and kind of lay out some things for them that they, may ha- they will experience or may have to deal with and let them know that you are accepted, you are valued, you are loved, and you have to show this by behavior. And one of the things that we really harp on when we talk about this issue is that, parents, you have to be consistent. You can't be one way one week and be another way the next week because normal uh, bonus children coming into a, uh, a new family, they already feel the pressure of being an outsider. They already yeah. feel that they're not included. So I believe the parents have to really work hard and intentional, make sure that everybody is included and that nobody is, is treated less than the other, whether you're biological or whether you're bonus. I think that falls under um, our parenting on a united front because, one, you know, we all know that er- – You and your spouse have been raised differently. You come from a different background. And so you have different parenting styles. So once you two sit, once the two adults sit down and discuss their different parenting styles and discuss what they're going to take from each one of their parenting styles, what they're going to bring into their new blended family, what they're going to discard, you know, or or, uh, revamp, um, you know, so that they are on one accord. Once they do that, then they can sit down with the children, go over every, you know, all the rules, you know, how they're going to run their home and how they're going to, you know, how everybody is going to be treated fairly, how everybody, you know, these are the rules everybody's going to follow, you know, and, and this, you know, we love you, we love you all, you know, throw blood out the window. I always say that in the blended family, 
You have to throw blood out the window because it's not about blood. This is about a relationship. This is about, you know, the family getting together and everybody understanding these are your siblings now and, you know, and this is your bonus, your, your bonus parent, your new bonus parent. You know, um, thank you both so much for um, sharing that because it will be 20 years of marriage for my husband and I, and um, when we got married, I had already had a six-year-old, and so I believe in marriage counseling. And so we both went to marriage counseling, but what I love more than anything was that the pastor had one class where we both came together with our daughter or my daughter being there and asked her questions. And then, you know, we both as parents came in, you know, and answered her questions that, you know, she may have been thinking about, but we never really thought that, you know, a child of that age would have some concern or would want to know. So thank you definitely um, for sharing um, what you do doing um, counseling because I think that is very important. Do you also believe that a parent and the bonus parent should be um, transparent but to a certain extent because depending on the child's age, you know, we have to take all of that into consideration? Absolutely. It's very important. We, we always stress, stress the importance of adults not bringing children into adult stuff with that they're not mature enough to handle. You know, that is essential. Uh, if they're young, they, they're not going to understand. They're not going to, you know, they, they just know they, they want mom and dad together. You know, they, they're not going to understand, you know. But, but you talk to them without going into explicit details, you know, when they're very young. Um, yeah. Even when they're older, you know, we recommend that you don't um, badmouth the other parent because, number one, you don't want them badmouthing you, and number two, Love is free. The whole goal of this is to parent on a united front and have have love for they they see children should never feel like they can't love their new bonus parent because their bio parent is struggling with that. You know what I mean? Love yes. is free. Love is free. So they should be able to love both peacefully, you know. And mm-hmm. um, you know, but 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 you know, it's essential that the parents talk. You know, they have to tell the children, you know, listen, me and your your, your bonus, your bio mom, you know, we're, we're not together anymore. We're not going to get back together. You know, um, you know, we still care about each other, but we both love you. You know, that's the important thing. We both love you, and that's not going to change. So we're going to parent you from different households. And I think that... Um, being transparent, um, Reverend Allison, is very important. But as an adult, you should know your limitation or set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, you should even do, and, and I didn't say this earlier, but I believe that you should have a strategic plan and mm-hmm. what you're going to share and what you're not going to share because yeah. you have to realize that these children, whether they're young children, whether they're teenagers or even young adults, mm-hmm. they still have uh, a, a learning curve emotionally and psychologically, even spiritually, of what they can take mm-hmm. from their, their, their new parents or their biological mother or biological father. So I think you should, you should allow prayer, you should allow the Spirit of God to give you guidance on how, what level of transparency you should share. Because you have to remember this, that we're still building 
A blended family is an ongoing building process. Mm-hmm. Just because you've been together for five years, 10 years, 15 years, it doesn't mean that everything has been secured. And so I think um, transparency should have its limitations and its boundaries, but I also think you should be honest and open to a certain degree. Yes, and, and, and listen, I love what you said about, um, you know, you're still building because I think what happens um, in a bl- blended family, once the families come together under one roof, they forget that that child or that young adult still needs that assurance. We already have it. We already know. But it's like day by day they're still trying to, um, you know, handle that. So what would be some of the, um, you know, things that you would recommend that they do or the parents do to build up that confidence that they will be secure in knowing that this family, you know, will be sustainable or this family will, you know, continue to grow together as one? I think that if, if, they're, if they're young adults, let's, let's stay there. I think if they're teenagers – 18, 19, young adults, I think it's yes. important that the biological mother and she has a daughter have a, have a mother-daughter day to continue to reiterate how special and valuable they are, as well as with the bonus dad, and he has a son or daughter that's under the same roof, have a, have a son and daughter or dad and daughter or dad and son day, because I think that sometimes we forget that if we're biologically connected, that they still need that um, encouragement, they still need that empowerment so that they can feel that, listen, I'm a part of a new family, and I know we came in young, but my dad and my mom still think that I'm valuable, still think that I I can bring something to the table. And I think if you do that, sometimes you just got to get away and have a mother-daughter day and just spend time and just reiterate how valuable they are and tell them how much you appreciate their maturity in handling this situation, especially if it's a biological mother and a biological daughter. Let her know if it's a biological father, do the same. So I think it's okay to have those separate days and then come together and, and do that love shop or come together and say, listen, you all have been great. I know this has been a difficult transition for you. And your mother and I, your father, we really appreciate how you're handling this. And we're still learning, too. Guess what? I tell parents, be honest with your children in the blended family. You're still learning some of the nuances, too. In the blended family, there's so many layers (laughs) that that still are not coming together right away. It takes so much time. But, again, I think if you take that perspective and have a mother-daughter day or a father-daughter day, and just spend some time away from the, the normal population of the household and just spend some time encouraging them. Spend some time finding out what's really going on. Because what I find out is that the mother or the father that's biological, they're going to still have an inroad closeness because of the connection that before the blended family started. And so I think we should still always try to build that area up as well. And I just wanted to um, add on to what my husband said. Um, it's very important when we when we say bonus when we say bonus parent that means we really mean bonus you know like you're coming in not you're not coming in as the bonus parent with an iron fist or trying to change the dynamics of the bio uh, family that's already been formed they already have a connection so you're coming in to help build on that connection so I would encourage people we encourage people to have 
a coach mentality or a mentor mentality when you come in to that blended family system. And then as the bonus parent, not only should the bio parent have date days with, with, with the kids, with the bonus and, and um, bio kids, but, they, but the bonus parent should as well. The bonus parents should have date days with, so, that, that, so that they get to cultivate a relationship with their new bonus children, so that they get to, you know, find out what they like and what they don't like, so that they can reassure them that they care about them as well. Wow, wow. Listen, I'm just going to take this moment to just thank God, you know, because um, my husband and I, like I said, we've been, what's going on 20 years but it's God's wisdom that has been given to us because that's what we do every month. I have like a book, and I'll have a date out with the daughters, and then he'll have a date out, and then it'll just be, you know, um, you know, the younger daughter and the older daughter. And I think that's, wow, that is so excellent um, that you said that because that's something that we have, um, you know, implemented in our marriage so that the children would have that, that time and that assurance. Yes. I wanted you to um, also share some information about your radio show and um, about your church, your church family. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll talk about the church real quick. Um, the name of our church is, is the Family Worship Center, a place where families can imagine. We're located in Waldorf, Maryland, um, physically. But because of everything that's transpired, we haven't had a, had a physical service in a while. So we, can, we, we tune in every Saturday. We have a, a broadcast on Facebook Live that we share the gospel on Saturdays. And we also, on Thursdays, uh, it starts at 11 a.m., and on Thursdays we have a Bible study from 7 to 7.30 on Facebook Live. And so we just, uh, we just thank God. Uh, we started this ministry a couple years ago after being connected to a ministry, we thank God for that. Um, I've been in a ministry. I've been preaching the gospel ever since I was 12 years old. And I've been in ministry majority of my life, and I've been, been under some tremendous pastors and leaders. And the call of God to, to, to start a ministry, non-denominational ministry we're in, is to be a love shop, if you will, for our, for the, for our congregation and for people in the community. Yes. Now, how about the um, your radio show? Our radio show, we uh, God afforded us the opportunity to start um, straight talk about the blended family on the WBGR Health and Wellness Network. Um, how we got introduced to the network, my husband was interviewed on somebody else's show, and then they asked us because you know they said you know they didn't have anybody that was talking about the blended family, so they asked us if we would like to do a show. So. We, we talked about it, and, and God gave us the okay, and so we started the show. Uh, we've been doing it for uh, January will be a year. Two years. Two years. I'm sorry. January will be two years. <laughs> January will be two years, and, uh, and we're loving every minute of it. We, you know, we started it because there's so many millennials. There's so many millennials that said that the, the blended family don't, doesn't work. And we wanted to change their mindset. We wanted to let them know, yes, it does work. You know, when you do it the right way, it does work. And so that's what made us do the show, you know. And so we've had people 
um, contact us and say, can you talk about this topic about the blended family, you know, and, and so, you know, we do, um, and, and you know, we love it. We just love it because we know that every guest we bring on to talk about their blended family, um, you know, gives them some a nugget, you know what I mean, that will help in their blended family situation because everybody is going through something different in their blended family. And so as people – you know, ask questions, because some people call the show and ask questions, and we answer them. And then some people email us and we answer the questions. And, um, you know, we have guests that come on, and they talk about their blended family, and they talk about where they struggled at, you know, in their blended family and how they overcame it. And, you know, and so, you know, when, when other people are watching, you know, they're looking and they see, oh, Maybe this thing can work, you know. Maybe maybe this can turn around, you know. Maybe my blended family can get better, you know, if we follow. And then my husband wrote a book, um, Blending, Blending to Make, to it, make ingredients. it, Ingredients for a Successful Blended Family. That was his first book um, back in 2014. And so that book was part of the catalyst of our show as well. And so what I didn't say And our show airs, my apologies. Our show airs on Wednesdays from 1.30 to 2.30. On the WBGR Health and Wellness Network and Facebook Live. But I, thank you, um, babe. What I wanted to share, too, is that my wife reminded that the three things that we live by at the Family Worship Center is three principles that God gave us is to encourage, equip, and empower others to fulfill their God-given purpose with our ministry. And one of the things we want to do, Reverend Allison, is always encourage people and always love on them. And I know in the church world there's so many things going on now in our time, and I think I told my wife the other day that this has been a blessing, and I know most people may not think COVID has been a blessing, but I look at it a little differently because when you're in God, you look at yeah. it and understand that all things work together for the good to them that love mm-hmm. God. And I, I call this a co-victory, not a COVID, co-victory with Christ. See, we're co-victors with Christ. He's the victory, but we're hanging out with him. Yeah. And so we, I just wanted to drop that, you know, um, because I know what you stand for. We believe in what God is doing in our lives, and the believer's life has just been um, amazing during this whole 2020. It's been really amazing. And so we're really grateful um, that we were able to just talk about the blended family because we love it dearly. Now yes. that we know you and the blended yes. family, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're about to high-five you every time we see you. You, you, you know, and, and how God has blessed you and your husband and your children. Yes. Such, yes. A, such a, tremendous, a tremendous testimony because, again, we are out here. We're not the only one out here, but we, my wife and I believe that God has placed us in this space to let people know that your blended family can win. My wife always say that, that Jesus or God has to be the glue. She said God has to be the glue yes. in order for your blended family to succeed and to soar. Yes. And so by hearing what you just said, I, I, was, I, I was about to, I, I know they may not understand this, <laughs> but you do. I was about to run around the room and get my, get my praise on <laughs> because I, I understand that the woman of God in, in, in the family that you represent in Christ that, the blended family, like any family, can win. We have to understand that we already won the game. We don't even have to go and play. We've already won. And your blended family can win if you understand how valuable you are. And when God is the glue, it doesn't take your blended family as long to mesh together. 
Amen. So, he is um, head and center of your life and center of the relationship, and, and that's who we put first. Yes. I believe that that's why we're able, you know, um, to bring our family um, yes. together like this is because he's the head of our life. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%, yes. You keep it in 100. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel good. I feel good. Listen, <laughs> I would love for um, the both of you to share words of wisdom as we get ready to come to a close. Well, first thing I'd like to share is that not only allow God to be the head, but understand that you and your new family deserve to win. Yes. You deserve to win. This is not something you have to say, do I deserve it? No, I deserve to win because I'm a special, blessed family. I would say be patient with each other, be mm-hmm. loving, be understanding. Uh, remember that the blended family starts from a loss, whether it's from the death of a spouse, whether it's from a child being born out of wedlock and a parent gets you know, married to somebody that's not the child's father or mother, um, you know, uh, whether it's a divorce, you know, it starts from a loss. However, it doesn't remain at the loss. When you do it God's way, when you put God first, when you put him in the middle of that relationship, God will lead you and give you everything you need mentally. He, the Holy Spirit will actually tell you different things to do. And then as always, there's also help, uh, self-help books. There's also um, blending to, uh, straight talk about the blended family, keeping it 100, you know. Um, you know, there are books out there. And, and surround yourself with positive people that are going to pray and uplift your family. Yes. Yes. Now, where can, um, if customers wanted to purchase your books, I know we can find them on Amazon, but I always like to um, – have the customers go to, you know, your website or wherever you would like them to um, go to to purchase your books. And you can give us the names of um, all of your books if you would like. That would be awesome. Sure. Um, you can go to the website. It's www.drduanemangum.com. That's drduanemangum.com. You can purchase any of our books. first book I, I wrote was um, – Blending to Make It, Ingredients for a Successful Blended Family. I even wrote, consider a memoir, um, From the Incubator to the Kingdom, a story of a young man's journey to fulfill his God-given purpose. And the latest books will be out soon that my wife and I wrote together, Straight Talk About the Blended Family, Keep It in 100. And I wrote a book, too, um, on my own, a single author on this one recently, and it's coming out soon together, Life After Divorce, The Rebuilding Process. And, again, you can find all these books on our website at www.drduanemangum.com, drduanemangum.com. You can find anything that we're doing. Um, our church services, let me throw this in, is www.familyworshipcenterimagine.org. You can find anything that we're doing um, about our ministry. We share everything about my wife and I and what we're doing and how much we love to be a blessing to anybody we can, whether you're in church or not. Listen, thank you, thank you both. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Office Chat with Allison 
would like to take this time to say thank you for spending your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison.